This is a special edition of Late Night Health. I'm Mark Allen. We're going to spend some time with Michael T. Murray, Dr. Murray, and you can find him at drmurray.com. His URL website is on our screen right now. We're going to talk about COVID-19. We're going to get Dr. Murray's impressions on what's going on, what has happened, what is happening now, and what will happen in the very near future. Dr. Mike, uh, welcome to Late Night Health. It's been a long time and I'm not wearing the silly hat I was wearing the last time we talked. Mark, good to see you. Thank you. Good to see you as well. Has COVID-19 been handled properly, not only in the United States, but worldwide? Uh, no, uh, and, uh, I think the message that I want to get across is that I think this time is going to end up possibly being a great gift because I think the outcome is going to be that we're going to learn the importance of uh, taking proactive steps to improve our own immune system. I think what we're seeing is that this virus is catastrophic to people that have a weak immune system. So there are steps that we can take to build up our immunity. And what we see in people that have a really strong immune system is that this virus is not that big of a deal. And most people uh, are able to uh, develop immunity without developing any symptoms at all. Uh, I've heard that 80% of the people probably have it right now. Uh, they've had it, they didn't even know they had it, and that that number could increase. And these are the people who may have no symptoms, mild symptoms, or even maybe harsher symptoms, yet they're not dying, they're not going to the hospital, they're not even calling their doctor. They think they have the flu, which I guess COVID-19 is a kind of a flu. Well, it, it's much different than the flu. I think that uh, we have to, to realize that uh, the flu doesn't do what this virus is doing. And uh, I don't think we're at 80% uh, people uh, that have been exposed and have this virus. It's, it, uh, you know, it, it, the, the high mark in some of these hotspots may be as high as 15%. What I think you meant to say is that probably six out of seven people or nearly 90% of people who test positive have absolutely no symptoms at all. That's what we know for sure. Uh, thank you for correcting me. I appreciate yeah. that. I, I'm wondering though, should we have started things like stay at home, the safe distancing? Should we have started that earlier? We knew about COVID-19, coronavirus, I guess back in November, December of 2019. We're almost well, halfway through the year. Yeah, there was uh, you know, some misinformation early on from China, and we didn't really have the full understanding. And uh, it's hard to shut down uh, the world, uh, and uh, you have to be really sure that uh, there's there's this this threat. And, and it really wasn't until later on where we we knew that it was uh, you know potentially a, a pandemic. And and I think uh, you know uh, after that we can second guess and play uh, Monday morning quarterback. We can also uh, look at you know what has happened in some countries uh, that didn't lock down and others that did. And, and you know, we can, we can have some debates about that. But what, what's really critical to understand is that this is a virus that seems to be targeting people that have a weak immune system. So 
maybe we just segregate those people and be really careful around them, but the rest of us uh, uh, should be able to go on and, and uh, uh, function in, in our lives and in, in society. I think that's probably how this is all gonna, gonna play out. I think that uh, my only concern is that I think that I have a strong immune system. I take a lot of supplements and we're gonna get into that right now. Um, try to exercise, it's a little bit difficult right now. Um, I'm not getting enough sleep, so that's uh, another X, you know, check mark on, on not so good for Mark. But those of us who are over, say, 50, who are in that area of compromised immune systems, I'm not old, I'm not going to take this, I refuse to. Um, what do you think we should do? Let's start with those yeah. who are 55, yeah. 60 plus. Yeah, let me give an overview of uh, what I think are some important concepts. The first is uh, something I call the infection equation. And uh, this equation uh, kind of calculates the interaction of our immune system with the infecting organism. If we have a, mu a weak immune system and we have a highly infectious virus, uh, like uh, this virus is, we can have very severe disease. On the flip side, if we have a strong immune system and we are exposed to this virus or a highly infectious virus, we can have less severe or perhaps no symptoms. So that's exactly what we see. So the next question is, well, how do we have a strong immune system? Well, our immune system is a reflection of our overall good health. So the four cornerstones of good health are critical to pay attention to at all times, but especially these times. Uh, our attitude plays a huge role. Our, our uh, dominant emotional and mental state has been shown to correlate directly with immune function. When we're up and positive, our immune system is up and, and works properly. If we're depressed, stressed, or anxious, or not getting enough sleep, as you said, uh, then we are likely to have a lower immune function. Health-promoting lifestyle is critical. Getting enough sleep, uh, avoiding harmful health habits, uh, uh, excess alcohol and smoking, really detrimental to the immune system. A diet is really important, health-promoting diet, rich in plant foods, rich in colorful fruits and vegetables, rich in all known nutrients. Our immune system is just that. It's a system and it requires many uh, interrelated parts and we get these parts from the foods that we eat or through the supplements that we take. And the last cornerstone is supplementary measures. What can I take to improve my immune system so I become better able to prevent uh, this virus from infecting me? And if I am infected, how can I uh, make my immune system respond in such a way so it doesn't do me harm and, and focuses all of its attention on getting rid of this virus? Uh, Dr. Mike, let's take a look at, at you at this point. Um, you have a different perspective, I believe, than traditional medical doctors. You're an ND rather than an MD. Can you explain the difference to us? Yeah, uh, uh, medical doctors are trained to use drugs and, and surgery, and naturopathic physicians are trained to, to employ the healing power of in, within through using uh, diet, lifestyle modification, uh, various uh, psychological therapies, uh, the proper use of dietary supplements, herbal medicines, 
and other natural approaches. And as it relates to immune function, I mean, I, I've been flabbergasted watching some of these so-called experts when reporters have asked them, well, how do you strengthen the immune system? These are supposedly some of the world's leading experts on immunology, and they say, well, I don't know how to do that. Uh, I don't think there is a way to do that. Well, there is. There's a lot that we can we can do, and that's what this virus is is teaching us: is there are steps, and there are important supplements, and there are important dietary strategies to help boost immunity, and that's what we really need to get the word out on, Mark. And this is science based. This isn't something that somebody sat down and said, "Hmm," right? I mean, it uh, is. It, it's it's completely science based. Uh, is 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 we're. Uh, is we're evolving in our um, in our uh, knowledge of the immune system and, and of nutrition. We're we're learning uh, a great deal about how important uh, a diet, lifestyle, attitude, and, and nutritional supplements can be in supporting our immune system. In the case of of COVID nineteen, there are some nutrient superstars that everybody should be taking to uh, bolster their immune system and. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get into that. Well, let's let's do that because I don't want to get it, okay? <laughs> or I want to fight it. Man, I'm being sure. I'm a big baby. Yeah. I admit it. Oh, yeah, me too. Right? Now, we're yeah. guys. That's we're, I'm. It's just a fact. We're we're a little. We're just big boys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I uh, I think I told you this when we were talking last week. Is I, I went 22 years uh, without catching a cold, and uh, I. Uh, I've been under a lot of stress in my adult life. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've had kids and been exposed to who knows what, and yet uh, uh, I've had a very strong immune system. And I, I've uh, taken a lot of supplements uh, as well as uh, tried to do everything else to, to bolster my, my immune system. I think there are seven key nutrients right now uh, as it relates to uh, our immune function and protection against this, uh, this virus, vitamin A, beta carotene and, and other uh, carotenoids, vitamin D, vitamin C, B vitamins, zinc, and selenium. I wanna talk first about vitamin D because even the former uh, head of the CDC uh, went on uh, uh, the, the, uh, the media uh, at the very beginning of this uh, uh, pandemic and said, hey, you know, vitamin D seems like it's a, it's a good idea. A high quality evidence from 25 double blind placebo controlled studies reveal that vitamin D supplementation can reduce the risk of viral infections, particularly upper respiratory tract infections. As it relates to this disease, uh, there's been some really interesting research. Uh, Grassroots Health has is, 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 uh, sponsored some of this research and very interesting data looked at uh, vitamin D levels and the severity of COVID-19. And, and basically, when people have low levels of vitamin D, their risk of developing severe COVID-19 infections increases dramatically. On the flip side, when vitamin D levels are sufficient uh, or optimal, then uh, we don't see those severe symptoms. And most people that have mild symptoms have a pretty good vitamin D level. So there's a strong correlation between the level of vitamin D and our ability to fight this particular virus. So very important for people to, to know their vitamin D 
level. Now I'm on the scientific board of a group called Organic and Natural, and, and they're sponsoring a, a site called nutrientpower.org. And people can go there and order a test to measure their vitamin D levels. And the site also provides a calculator that the person can then calculate their dosage of vitamin D. Uh, most experts these days are recommending somewhere between 2,000 and 5,000 IUs of vitamin D3. It has to be that D3 form per day. So, uh, Mark, that's something I would definitely recommend to you right now. Uh, 5,000 IUs of vitamin D. And I am taking 5,000 IUs because our mutual friend, Karen Howard, uh, the executive director of uh, Organics and Natural Health, will yell at me if I don't. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't want that at all. No, no. We don't want that at all. No, it's really, we, we, we actually covered the, uh, that uh, several times. And we know that most Americans don't have the proper vitamin D levels. It's, it's uh, uh, an epidemic in itself of low vitamin D levels. Yeah, Brian. very well said. I also think vitamin A is really important too. And uh, vitamin A can exist in, a, in an active form and kind of in a precursor form. The precursor form is beta carotene. Uh, vitamin A uh, is most active in that retinol form. Uh, this form has been uh, shown in huge studies to be very effective in reducing the risks of mortality and morbidity from a wide range of viruses. Uh, the concern with uh, vitamin A is that it can be a, a, a teratogen. It can cause birth defects. So uh, it's very important that women don't take more than 5,000 IUs of vitamin A, uh, but that's a good dose for protection against uh, viral infection. And men can take uh, twice that amount, 10,000 IUs. That's a safe dose for men. But I think this is a very important recommendation uh, right now, just during this, this uh, pandemic, during this increased risk. But can't we get beta carotene in our food supply? I think carrots have a, a high supply of beta carotene. Yeah, and that's good for our immune system. Uh, carotene's, one of my favorite studies was a study that was done in the 30s, and it showed that kids that had higher carotene levels because they ate more richly colored vegetables, not just uh, carrots, but green leafy vegetables and uh, dark uh, colored vegetables are high in, in carotenes. As long as it's not broccoli, I, I can handle it. <laughs> well, broccoli's a great food, but if you don't like it, yeah, uh, yeah. there's other choices. Uh, these carotenes play a huge role in the function of our thymus gland. This is our main organ of immune system, very important in cell-mediated immunity. This is critical for fighting viruses because cell-mediated immunity attacks viruses that are living inside of our cells. So very, very important to have carotenes, but carotenes don't have some of the direct antiviral activity that vitamin A does. So during this time, I think that we need to supplement with, uh, with the active form of vitamin A, the retinol form. And, and as I said, a large body of science uh, shows that it's protective against a, a wide range of, uh, 
of viruses, everything from those that can cause diarrhea to measles to respiratory viruses, uh, you know, so it makes sense to take, as I said, 10,000 IUs for men each day and 5,000 IUs for women. What about women who are beyond having children? Do they, can they take a higher dose? They can. Uh, generally, women are smaller, so, you know, 5,000 IUs would probably still, still be enough. Uh, but uh, if they catch, a, if they if they start showing any sort of symptoms, then then I would recommend uh, you know as soon as possible jumping up to that to that higher dose. And you know, Mark, we're kind of looking at some individual parts here. But as I said earlier, our immune system it is a, a system composed of many different parts, kind of like our car. And just as the car won't run if it's out of gas or uh, the battery doesn't work or the tires are flat or you don't have the key, uh, our immune system is dependent upon virtually all essential nutrients. So we're just talking about some of the most important. Uh, the other two that I think are really key essential nutrients during this time are zinc and selenium. Uh, zinc is kind of the uh, master uh, gatekeeper of our immune system. I mentioned the thymus gland. Uh, the zinc works with the thymus gland in helping to control immune function, and low levels of zinc are very common, and uh, we know that uh, zinc uh, supplementation can boost immunity. For uh, prevention, I would recommend for men somewhere between 30 and 45 milligrams per day of zinc. For women, a lower dose, 20 to 30 milligrams. Those are very safe levels. And interestingly enough, uh, one of the initial symptoms in uh, COVID-19 is the loss of the sense of taste and smell. And this is what we classically see in uh, a zinc deficient individual. A zinc is, is absolutely critical for uh, those senses to work properly. So it may be that the immune system is uh, acting like a sponge and, and grabbing all the available zinc, and that's why these people have a loss of taste or smell. I know for a fact that if I take zinc on a regular basis, and this is me, and I think, and my wife as well, my wife even more so than I, we lose our taste of smell or taste change. Mm -hmm. Okay, is that because we're taking too much? Or is that just because we're weird? <laughs> it could be the form that you're taking. Uh, zinc, uh, if you're taking a, a, in a chewable tablet, for example, mm -hmm. it does interfere with uh, uh, taste and give you a kind of a metallic taste. It can make things taste differently, for sure. Right. So maybe a... Um, a uh, capsule tablet. A capsule. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Is a, is a better form. Well, it, you know, we like zinc uh, chewable tablets uh, during a, a cold or flu because the, the zinc has some direct antiviral activity, and it's really important in uh, protection against this particular virus. Some of the the drugs, like there's been a, a focus on hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine. What chloroquine does is it acts as a, a called a zinc ionophore. That, that basically means it opens our cells and allows zinc to enter in that cell in an ionic form. And in an ionic form, zinc blocks the enzyme replicase. And this is the enzyme that the virus uses to replicate 
and, and, and reproduce itself. So zinc is the natural uh, antiviral compound and uh, some of these drugs uh, may be working uh, by helping zinc do its job better. And we should point out again that medical doctors don't often know about supplements or zinc. They don't have the training or the knowledge. And I've been to many doctors and I'll show them a supplement. I don't have one handy. Yeah. Uh, it's just right there. Uh, but I'll show them something and they'll say, oh, that doesn't work. You don't need it. It's ridiculous. And yet I feel better. And we're going back to attitude. If I do take supplements on a regular basis, we're going to take time out here. Uh, this is Late Night Health. I'm Mark Allen. Our guest is Dr. Mike Murray. You can find out more about Dr. Murray at drmurray.com. The website is up on our screen right now. I'm Mark Allen. You can find out more about us at latenighthealth.com. Let's continue with our, our look at some other supplements. We've, we've talked about zinc, A, and D. What about uh, selenium? Yeah, uh, be before we get that, I want to comment yeah. on something that you said. Uh, you know, doctors are trained to be skeptical, and uh, they're also trained to believe that they know everything. And so <laughs> what, what happens is if, if, if they're not up on something, they're down on it. And the, the truth of the matter is, is there's a whole science of nutrition and immune function. And we have a great deal of science on all these essential nutrients. They're called essential nutrients because they're critical for our body to function properly. And there's no question that these essential nutrients are critical to immune function. We also know that the deficiency of these nutrients, even in the United States, is a rampant problem. And we, we, we've touched on nutrients that we know are deficient in many people, zinc, uh, vitamin A, uh, vitamin D. And the, the last one I'll talk on as far as an essential nutrient is selenium. And uh, selenium, like zinc, is showing some specific actions against this particular virus. And selenium is a trace mineral that is critically involved in, I mentioned it earlier, cell-mediated immunity. So it helps uh, our immune system kill viruses. And selenium supplementation to individuals that have normal uh, blood levels of selenium has been shown to uh, help double the ability of white blood cells to kill infecting organisms and tumor cells. So selenium is, is really a critical nutrient at this time. We want to make sure that we have sufficient levels and then even taking a little bit more seems to have this additional benefit to immune function. A good dosage of selenium is uh, 200 micrograms per day. I like the yeast-based selenium supplements. Uh, these natural forms seem to outperform uh, other mineral forms of selenium, like selenium selenite or, uh, or selenomethionines. So yeast-based selenium sources are, are your best bet. And can you get selenium uh, as, a, as a standalone supplement, or do you find it in a multivitamin? It should be enough in a multiple vitamin and mineral formula. Uh, generally, the supplement range is 70 to, to 400 micrograms, but we do have that, uh, the, the research showing that even in people who have normal levels, that 200 micrograms is very effective in boosting the immune system. I do have one other nutrient that I want to 
talk about sure. markets, not technically an essential nutrient, but it's critical, uh, I think, in, in against this particular infection. And it's called N-acetylcysteine. And this is a form of an amino acid cysteine that is a direct precursor to glutathione. And glutathione is our natural compound that protects cells from being damaged. It can reduce inflammation. And it also has an ability to act as a mucolytic. And what I mean by that is that I, I really think that one of the things that's happening in these people that have a higher risk of developing COVID-19 is they have uh, issues with their mucus, their, the respiratory tract lining. And uh, N-acetylcysteine has been used in, in conventional medicine for decades and over 40 double-blind studies have shown it to be very effective in improving uh, the viscosity, the thickness and the elasticity of our mucus. That's our first line of defense against this virus. And one of the reasons why we may see it really hitting some of these people with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and you know, chronic respiratory issues, as well as high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, and, and other conditions is that their glutathione levels are low or uh, their mucus lining is just not doing its job. So N-acetylcysteine is very important. 600 milligrams is a good daily dose uh, uh, for, for general health. Uh, if you have chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or, or emphysema or chronic bronchitis or chronic asthma, if your lungs and respiratory tract are susceptible, then you need to take 1,200 milligrams. That could be a difference between life and death. Wow. Um, and we'll uh, we'll have the name of that. We have the name of the uh, of that uh, supplement up uh, because that's the hardest one to spell so far. And yeah, it, it, it's uh, the abbreviation is NAC, and it stands for N-acetylcysteine. And uh, yes, yeah, so I've provided some slides, and you can you can show those uh, uh, and and help people see that word. It's not that intimidating. So they can they can get it. I I have to point out that. Uh, Dr. Mike lives in Phoenix, Arizona, which is the golf capital of the world. There's there's a golf course next to every 7-Eleven <laughs> there. It's just, you know, you've got a picture of one. Is that yeah. a window or uh, I can't tell if that's a window it, or a it, picture. It's my wall. Yeah, It's, it's your wall. So it's a picture wall, yeah. of one. So yeah. you're not playing golf right now because we're social <laughs> distancing. Is exercise also a component in oh. boosting your immune system? It absolutely is. And, uh, you know, exercise in, and our immune function is a little bit of a double-edged sword. If we have high nutritional status and we're really supporting our health and we exercise, then it boosts our immune system. But in people that are uh, lacking some of these key nutrients, uh, exercise is stress and it can actually... Uh, uh, weaken uh, our immune system and make us more susceptible. So uh, keep keep that in mind out there. Dr. Mike, uh, this has been fascinating. First of all, will you come back sometime? Anytime, Mark. I like talking to you. Hey, good. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, next time, we won't have the COVID beard, I'm hoping. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, it, it helps if you don't have it for the mask. It's it, it makes it extra itchy under that mask. I have to, I have to tell you, it really does. Uh, I just got lazy. And so yeah. it's, this is about, have you had a beard? 
Yeah, well, you just made me shave it off. I uh, did. I it did. Was just, I made, it was just yeah. for a few days, and it was it was looking a little scraggly. So yeah. I uh, you know what? I just thought of one last thing: stress yeah. reduction. Okay, yes. you mentioned having kids. How many do you have? I have three. Three kids. They're they're older now, so they're they're not, they're, they're they're not incubators of. Uh, <laughs> they're they're uh, you know when they were young kids, did you notice that if they got a cold? or something dad's always got sicker than mom's i don't know why that was but yeah it didn't happen in my case because uh, uh I, you know uh, in, in the last uh the, my oldest daughter's 26 in the last 26 years i've i went 22 years without having a cold and i've had uh i had two colds and and they were separated about six months and that was uh you know uh, over two and a half years ago so i'm starting a new stretch Got it. Well, that's good. Wait till you have grandkids. Then, <laughs> then you get it. You get to start it all over again. Yeah, yeah. But with stress reduction, okay, exercise certainly helps. Uh, one, are there any supplements to help reduce stress? And two, uh, what about things like meditation? Will that help regarding uh, COVID nineteen? I mean, you, we started this out by saying if you had a a great attitude, right, you're healthier, right. Yeah, uh, uh, meditation, prayer, breathing exercises, they produce what's called the relaxation response. And uh, our autonomic nervous system, which controls our unconscious uh, nervous system, has two arms. The stress response, uh, the fight or flight response, controlled by our sympathetic nervous system, and the relaxation response, controlled by our parasympathetic nervous system. Our immune system functions highest when we are under that parasympathetic dominance. That happens when we're at the deepest levels of sleep. It also happens when we are uh, meditating and, and praying and breathing uh, with our diaphragm. So uh, yeah, we're all faced with stress. Uh, so you have to take time to condition uh, yourself against stress. Meditation is a big part of that. Terrific, all right, good deal. Again, if you want information on Dr. Murray, uh, go to drmurray.com. He's written a number of books. He's got all kinds of information uh, on his website. That's great. You can visit us at latenighthealth.com, and we will have Dr. Murray back soon because he's an all-around good guy. We, we, we enjoyed talking to him. Um, uh, Dr. Mike, thanks for spending some time with us today. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Uh, this is Late Night Help. We'll be back very soon. Attention anyone looking for hand sanitizer. Sanitizing your hands and surfaces is one of the best ways to fight COVID-19. The FDA recently published new guidelines for the production of hand sanitizer during this public health emergency. Most commonly used hand sanitizers are not compliant. Here's the good news. You can now get the hand sanitizer you're looking for that meets FDA guidelines to fight COVID-19. Introducing Halo CV, one of the first hand sanitizers available in the U.S. that's formulated specifically for COVID-19 and meets both FDA 
FDA and CDC guidelines. Get yours now at halocv.com. That's H-A-L-O-C-V.com. Halo CV can be used on all surfaces, such as countertops, doorknobs, and shopping carts, in addition to your hands. Made in the USA, Halo CV is formulated specifically for COVID-19. Be safe, stay home, and sanitize your hands and surfaces with Halo CV. Go to halocv.com, and we'll rush your order to you today. That's halocv.com, H-A-L-O-C-V.com. Go to halocv.com. 